Welcome back to the Live AD 33 podcast, where we want to live in view of the cross of Jesus Christ and give current events eternal perspective. I'm your host, George Helloa, and today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Now, when I was a kid, I was a little hot-headed. There was a lot of things that I said that I wish I could have taken back, and I got to say how glad I am that social media was not a thing. It was just playground rumors, but I'm glad that there wasn't a record of all the dumb stuff I said, the rude stuff I said, the just stuff that comes out of a, of, of a heart that wasn't guided and controlled by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you right now, if some of that stuff that I said as a kid came back to bite me, I, I just don't know what I'd do. I'd be really, really embarrassed. But truth be told, that's kind of the world we're living in now, where people's paths are being dredged up and the things that they do are coming back to haunt them. And it's causing real problems for people. And so today, we're going to be talking about cancel culture, about what happens when our past comes back to bite us and how the world handles it versus how God handles our past. So take a few minutes, listen to this. You're going to see how cancel culture is really a gospel issue. So let's listen in and hear what God has to say about canceling culture. Hey, everyone. Pastor George back to give current events eternal perspective. Did you know that every year, every television season, there's around 20 TV shows that are made that you've never heard of? It's true. Uh, So networks order a TV pilot, but whether it's because the show is no good or, or something else, the show gets canceled even before it sees the light of day. Now, on the other hand, you have many long running TV shows that eventually people quit watching and a TV executive somewhere finally pulls the plug on it. Now, maybe the show wraps up its story or or some of the cast leave, but sometimes it's because a TV show does what's famously called jumping the shark. Now, the phrase comes from an old TV show from the 70s and 80s, Happy Days. Happy Days was one of the most popular and iconic shows out there. Based in the 50s, it followed a family and their friends on their many adventures. One character, Arthur Fonzarelli, better known as The Fonz, was a leather jacket-wearing, stereotypical tough guy famous for his ability to start a jukebox by punching it and his inability to admit he was wrong. Now, in the season five premiere, the cast finds themselves in California, and through a series of events only plausible in a sitcom, Fonzie, in swim trunks and leather jacket, literally jumps a shark. Now, even though the show lasted several more seasons, a lot of people point to that moment as the beginning of the end of the beloved series. And the phrase, Jump the Shark became known as the moment when a show turned so hard it could never go back, causing people to tune out and the show eventually gets canceled. Now the tough part of a lot of these moments are that sometimes they're played for laughs and someone somewhere at some point thought it was a good idea, never imagining it would lead to the end of a show or even sometimes the end of a career. Now fast forward to today. Our culture is taking a hard look at itself. And it's probably long overdue. We're reevaluating our values and reassessing our media. And a number of shows have apologized for racially insensitive content, even if it was meant as a joke. And a lot of people are looking at our past through new eyes. But what social media, streaming video, and YouTube have created is a world where nothing is ever truly gone. And certain moments become jumping the shark moments as they're portrayed in new light. Jokes that don't age well, uh, racially insensitive portrayals, and misogynistic attitudes. And instead of people shaking their heads or simply changing the channel, 
they are reacting with disgust and vitriol. Now, to be fair, some of those moments deserve that reaction, but so many of them were products of their time and were likely celebrated and embraced by some of the same people who vilify them now. And it's not just reserved for TV shows or movies. The actors portraying these parts and the creators behind them are having their lives dissected. And since people don't separate fantasy from reality, one's portrayal of a character now seems to define their private life and vice versa. And as these moments come to light and people become more woke, society has created what we call the cancel culture. Now the dictionary says that cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for, or canceling, public figures and companies after they've done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. Cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming. And no one is safe. Apologies are never enough. The only way anyone seems to avoid backlash is if they self-censor, beat yourself before they beat you. It's caused at least one Instagram influencer to cancel her channel and a, and a number of high-profile actors to have certain episodes of their own shows removed from streaming services. It really has to have people on edge because who knows when some off-handed comment you said will resurface and everyone will come out after you decrying you as racist or sexist. And it doesn't matter how long ago it was either, how young or stupid you may have been. Now, people don't think that other people change and you'll get thrown under the bus before you even know what happened. Now there's this underlying idea that what a person did or said in the past, even in their youth, reflects who they are today. But all this goes to tell us something. The world is showing its true colors. It's not as actually as tolerant as it likes to say it is. There's no room for forgiveness, even among their own. Indiscretions of the past are dredged up and exposed, treated like new affronts and, and cardinal sins. An errant post on Twitter can turn a person from hero to zero overnight. And while the Bible does say that we'll be accountable for every idle work we've spoken, social media acts as judge, jury, and executioner, regardless of context or sincerity of apology. Now, people who fail the test are sent to their rooms to think about what they've done. And cancel culture punishes people without due process. So where is the grace? Where's the forgiveness and the redemption and the second chances that a supposedly tolerant world is known for? The same place it's always been, in the arms of Jesus Christ. God has been practicing cancel culture for thousands of years. But instead of canceling us for our indiscretions, he cancels our sins. He offers forgiveness and reconciliation, new life and second chances. When God was offended by our sin, he dealt with the sin because in his eyes, we were worth saving. The book of Colossians tells us, You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all of our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. And here's the point. Canceling culture and shaming people doesn't do anything to bring about real change, because our greatest darkness comes from within us. Jesus made this clear when he told the disciples, But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, and murder, and adultery, and sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. And pressing people into a version of themselves that you want them to be never produces sincere transformation because it doesn't deal with the sin that's in our hearts. 
that God tells us not to copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. In another translation, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. See, the world will try and use shame to conform you from the outside, jam you into a mold and try to force you into a version of itself. God will transform you from the inside and out through his love and grace. And you will then become Christ-like. And you will change because God will change you. Cancel culture and shame do nothing to change our heart condition, but the light of God's love pushes out the darkness. Now, I'm going to be bold enough to say that the world has created its own brand of Pharisees, a people who have established themselves as the gatekeepers of virtue and morality. Except it's a morality not rooted in a righteous God, but in self-righteous indulgence. The greatest sin is not offending a holy God, but not conforming to the ever-changing morality of a society hell-bent on having its own way. Their hypocrisy is magnified by a failure of acknowledging uh, the, their own past indiscretions, even as they judge others for theirs. There's a rich irony in watching groups of people who claim to rage against fascism and injustice adopt the same tactics of fear, intimidation, and censorship that were hallmarks of historical fascists, right down to the burning of books. But let's remember that when the Pharisees of the Bible were casting judgment and holding people to impossible standards, even if only to puff up their own ego, they were broken people looking to overcome their past and find grace and mercy. And those people are still here. The hurting, broken sinners that everyone claims Jesus would hang out with are still here looking for someone who will show them real acceptance and love and offer real healing. So where are people supposed to turn when they've been abandoned by the world? Who's left to show them their value and their worth? If someone is really sorry for what they've done, only God can wipe away their mistakes and give them the second chance they need. Only God can transform our thinking so we see and treat people with His heart. And only the Holy Spirit can lead us all so that we never make the same mistakes again. And only the blood of Jesus can cancel our sins. So as the church, as God's people, let us be the voice of hope and reason and reconciliation in these troubling times. The body of Christ is still the place where hurting people can find healing. As Christians, let's show the world that the only true cancel culture is the forgiveness of God found in His Son, Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning in to the Live AD 33 podcast, where we do want to give current events eternal perspective. If you have any thoughts, if you have anything you want to share with us, go ahead and email us at live8033 at gmail.com. Our music today is by Lee Rosevere. You can find his stuff online at the freemusicarchive.org. And as always, my name is George Hellowa, committed to bringing you the Word of God in these crazy times that we might walk with God and be encouraged by it and live by it. We'll see you soon.